Welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your boy Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. Of course, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, that dude over there at Overtime mm-hmm. Malik. We are brought to you as always in featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey. That's right, AnoraWhiskey.com. Get you some. Special, special guest on the Lucky Lefty Podcast today. First of all, you know, it's good for me, bro, because you always put me in the middle of Ohio dudes. It's always <laughs> you and another Ohio dude, and I'm sandwiched in the middle. So That's I'm going right. to have to go ahead and invert that today and put you in the middle of two Chi-Town dudes, south side in this piece. And okay. we would like to welcome IMG Academy, top class of 2003 wide receiver, Carnell Tate, to the Lucky Lefty podcast. Carnell, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Can't complain. It's been great. Life good. That's what I like to hear. First of all, man, how are you doing, man? I mean, the last two years has been topsy-turvy for everybody with everything that's been going on in society. Just how's your family? How are you doing? And, and how's your mental mind state right now? Oh, my family's doing great. Uh, we had a little COVID episode, but we're doing great uh, getting over it. And then, like me personally, mentally, I'm doing great. It's been a blessing. Uh, I haven't had any obstacles my family's always been there for me, so I can't complain. That's definitely fortunate, man, especially, you know, with the football going on. And how did you stay on top of the game with everything going on? Like, with your training, was it the same, or did you have to modify it just to stay on top of your game? Oh, yeah, you definitely have to make some changes. Like, it's not easy. Like, with social media going around now, then you have to, like, COVID going around. It's not easy. You got to make you gotta uh, make sacrifices for the best, honestly. So how does a kid from Chicago end up at IMG Academy? Well, I, me, it's COVID, really. That's all I can say. Because our season got delayed, and my parents are like, no, we need, we can't, like, take that risk of, of the season getting canceled. So, like, oh, we're going to go down to IMG, give it a chance. Now, was it a tryout process, or was it that they were already contacting you, or you were just like, man, I got to just go see what happens? Uh, it was really like uh, they already contacted me, really, and then he said we'd get out here see how you was, and then that's when I got down here for spring ball, and then I just uh, put on the show. Mm. So did you get a chance to get back to Chicago for the holidays and spend time with your family? How was that? Oh yeah, I got up, I got, uh, I was able to get back up to Chicago. I was even able uh, to see some of my guys play at my old school, so I was there uh, to show my support and my love. So talk, talk about the success of your old school. They had a really good season last year in the state of mm-hmm. Illinois. Talk about that relationship you still have with the coaching staff and your teammates. Uh, I still I still talk to the coaching staff a lot. It's all love. They know they understand what I had to do for me because at the end of the day, everyone does what's best for them. So yeah, they understand what what had to happen. But then I always go up there and show them love. Like there's that's my second home. That's my first home. So I never turn my back on those guys. They were there when this first started, and then they had a great season. They lost in like the semis, as, as when not we lost them when I was there my freshman year. So they're uh look, they're looking to improve and get to the state next year. Yeah, and hopefully they will go ahead and hoist their trophy uh, down right. in Champaign. So sure we could dispel the rumors right now because I don't know if the rumors are just floating around the streets of Chicago, but there's some thoughts <laughs> and some hopes that uh. You might be coming back to play in Chicago for your senior year. Oh, uh, right now, I, my my goal is to stay here right now, but I don't know what can happen down the road. So 
What's been the benefits that you've seen from being down there on a football scale from players from all over the country, it feels like, to what you learned in Chicago growing up playing football? Oh, I'll say, like, the South, like, definitely having the advantage. Like, the Heat, the Heat does them a, a big part because, like, they, all they do is ball all summer, <laughs> all winter. So, like, that's something I had to get used to because in Chicago and the Midwest, like, you got your summer where you ball, and then the winter is, like, where you, like, kind of slow down until you, like, find an indoor facility or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was yeah, just ball, enough. ball, ball all winter, all season long. And then, like, the competition down here is different. Honestly, like speed, like self, self speed is like crazy. And then, so like, you got to be on like on top of your routes. You're, you got to get your speed up. And these boys ain't no, these boys ain't no joke down here. They <laughs> so it was almost like a culture shock, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for real. Cause you just pointed something out. You coming from a culture here in Chicago where it's really a basketball city. I yeah. mean, everybody's pretty much a Bears fan, but when it comes to like, what kids do in the city basketball is the thing it's easy to just grab a basketball i don't care if you put a crate up in the alley oh yeah i, 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 I don't know them days <laughs> right <laughs> and, and, and like you said it's just a midwest game football is something you know to be honest one of the things that i always point out to people in the south especially at the high school level if you go to a high school game in the south the entire city is shut down yeah for that game in chicago if you have a game at gately on 103rd like you might be lucky if you get one half full <laughs> a friday night because the culture is totally different, different yeah, been oh, a, yeah. Yeah. yeah has it been I a culture know. shock yeah. for you yeah oh yeah like like previously they had i think like last week or earlier this week they had the big game of uh, kenwood and i think Simeon. yeah so yeah basketball is different in chicago like especially the city is it crazy that Kenwood is actually a good basketball team right now? Oh yeah, it's, it, it's shocking, but it, it like right. helps the city out though, honestly, yeah. because every year we see like the top. Normal, we'll see Morgan Park, Simeon, and then Kerry, but now it's like changed. You got uh, Winnie Young, Kenwood, and then you got other schools. That's good now. So look, I'm gonna be honest with you. We have some uh, a phrase we use on our show called screen poppers. Screen poppers, that's right. Screen poppers. And the first time we watched your film, we were like, oh, this is, he's a screen popper. And yeah, that's a screen popper. All right. Why are your hands so good, my man? It's like, <laughs> is that just natural? Or did you just really work on the jug machines to get your hands that good? Because, I mean, the way you snag the ball out of the air at your age is absolutely amazing. How did you get to that point? All right, it's an inside scoop. So, okay. I think eighth grade year, this is my very first time playing like seven on seven. So I was killing the uh, tryouts like that. What happened? Then turn he came to the tournament. I like I had my episode. I dropped like I dropped at least twenty balls first tournament in Las Vegas. Oh my goodness! Like, like I never felt so embarrassed. Like the coaches like started like oh come on Carnell. So I'm like letting the team down. And then that's when after that I'm like yo I, that can't happen again. So I need, I made my money like working on my hands, catching hundred balls a day on the jug machine, and then ever since that, I I can't drop a ball. Man, you talk about you know possession and being able to catch is a huge part of your game. But what it describe kind of your preparation and getting ready for a season when you're down in IMG? I know it's not only your hands you're working on, but it's probably some other parts of your game where you thought. 
yeah, I gotta step this up as well if I want to get ready for the next level. Oh, so me and the guys, we uh go out and do like some footwork and uh we stretch, do a little agility to get our feet warmed up because like slow feet don't eat. <laughs> you feel me? So yeah, we do that. Uh, and then we go out there run routes on air and do over the shoulder. Now, in a competition pool like that, you always try to find, like, what really separates yourself. What have you found separates yourself amongst those receivers down there? Because I'm sure you find that it'll probably reflect on how you are different in the in, in the rest of the country for college football. I feel like I can do it all. Like, a lot of you guys out here just speed, really. I feel like my I have, I have the hands, I have the speed, and I have the size, honestly. So I, I feel like I can do it all. You're trying to oh, I'm just from the Midwest, so. Let's talk about talk, talk about, about, about this shot down streets. Oh, yeah. feel different. I try to tell them all the time. You feel different when you come from the south side. Oh, yeah, it's different. You definitely got a target on your back. Like, you know how it is. Like, down south kids, they don't respect the Midwest kids. They definitely don't. I don't be understanding that. They just think we just some country fed, like, huge yeah. O-line. Oh, yeah. I'm from That's Chicago, crazy. so they know basketball big in Chicago. They're like, boy, Chicago don't play football. I'm like, bro, you looking at them right now. <laughs> we'll just talk about the culture and some of the guys that you grew up with that are in the Chicago area right now that are being given offers by D1 prospects. Do you see Chicago changing? Do you see the football atmosphere becoming a little, I would say, becoming more prevalent? Because you see schools like Phillips, they won a state championship. That brought a bigger spotlight to the city and the programs in the city. Do you see that culture changing a little bit in Chicago? Well, I definitely see that culture changing, but like honestly, I don't think it'll change because, like, like as we know, the private schools run the IHSA, and that's hard because they can nice. recruit their guys, and it's just hard. They got all the oh, the weight room facilities, and then like we can like see like I think two private like two public schools made it this year. Yeah, like Lockport one, and you had another. So like I don't think that the culture is like going to change really. Because private schools are dominating with the resources they have. Yeah, schools like Mount Carmel, you know, other schools that can come in and get the best and brightest and pull them to their program. And, of course, you know, you have to allow your kid to go ahead and get that opportunity to get that best foot forward, get that D1 scholarship and ultimately reach their goal. So when you talk about, you know, slow feet don't eat, I like that. We might have to snag that and use that on the podcast down the road. I like that. The competition at IMG, talk about it, describe it, like, every day. Like, I'm sure, you know, you have some guys that you're cool with, you become friendly with, but ultimately when you step in between the lines, just talk about the level of competition at a program like that. Oh, when you first get down here, you got to accept losing. Like, you may win all the time in your uh, city, but down here you got to accept losing. We have great guys down here at Lake. Some guys didn't come to play. They got a family to feed, too. So, like, if you out there, like, messing around, they'll get you. Like, my, uh, like, it was a corner from Dallas, like, when, I, when he first got out here, like, because I've never been introduced to him. So, like, some corners jump jam, and that was my first time seeing that. So, he got me the first time and shook, and shook me. So, then after that, I had to, like, come back better and uh, get him. Is there a, is there a, a weight on your shoulders that you would want to carry on changing that narrative for football players coming out of Chicago? 
Oh yeah, I definitely. Every time, whatever I do, I, I put on for my city and the people back home. I know some people can't make it out of the city and some people don't have the opportunity that I have. So I make sure they'll, I'll support them. We're talking to Carnell Tate, IMG Academy, 2023 wide receiver, five-star prospect right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast, Sean Davis and Malik Zaire. I know you were ecstatic that the Bears finally made that move on Monday and got rid of the oh, head yeah. coach and the executive. Right. Can't figure about the GM too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there anyone you're down there in Florida? So maybe it's a guy that you know used to coach down there that you might want to head up the team. Is there anybody you want to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears? No other coach than Brian Flores, right there. There That's you go. The That's the That's guy right. we want. That's the guy. Go get him. That's the yes, guy sir. we want. <laughs> All right. So yesterday was a big day. Uh, of course, you have a t- man. So many offers. You got a first chance to meet Marcus Freeman. What was your first impression, and how did that meeting go? Oh, Marcus is a great guy. Like, that was my first time seeing him as a head coach. Like, honestly, like, whenever I go up there, he's on the defensive side, so we don't really, like, communicate. I'll just say what's up to him and keep it going. But he's a great guy. Like, he's a he's about winning and about changing the program about Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame is still Notre Dame, but he's bringing swagger to it. And, and they, the boys over there coming different. Now, does that swagger change your perspective on what you felt about Notre Dame before? You know, I know when you went up there, you say you didn't really get to communicate with Marcus Freeman because he was on the defensive side. But when you was up there during that time, did you think it was like an old tradition or it was something that was like you 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 had to see yourself fitting in there? Or was it more of like how you said now, where it's kind of free-flowing, Marcus Freeman's getting some swagger added back? I'll definitely say I think it's a new tradition from like, well, I'm not stepping on uh, BK, but like it's that like, you can definitely see like a change up there, honestly. Like the energy is different, the players are different. So, like, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be different now. And so, when you talk about that new energy for you and maybe some other prospects that you talk or in connection with in the 2023 class, how is that dialogue now different than when BK was there? knowing that this new tra- tradition of swag is being established. All right, like me, honestly, I talk to like them all the time. Like you got, you got Justin, Keon, they're like, yo, BK, build, they say, they say Mark is building something different. They're like, what BK didn't do it. Like BK like couldn't get over the hump, but they're like, Mark is going to, Mark is going to get us over the hump. Yeah, for like definitely. So like, like you need to come check it out. Like he going to make sure the offense straight and he's going to get the guys, uh, take us over the hump. So I'm, I'm interested, like, from a Chicago standpoint, Notre Dame used to ring out loud in the yes. Chicago area. So now when you see a guy like Jaleel Billingsley, you know, get picked or get snagged by an Alabama, when normally that was like, you know, if you're the top guy in Chicago, it's, it's, it's Notre Dame or bust. Like, yeah. they want you to grab it. Do you think Notre Dame is trying to reestablish that fence around the Chicagoland area and grab the best guys and bring them down to South Bend. You, you get that feeling now? Yeah, I get that feeling now, definitely. They want all the top guys in Chicago to go right up the street. It's only an hour and 30 minutes away from the Chicago. So, yeah, they want the, all the guys over there. So, we talked about your hands. You talked about your feet. What makes Carnell Tate so special? I'm just a smooth route runner, honestly. Yeah. I'm just smooth. 
I'm out here not doing all that too much. I'm doing what's get the job done. Like Devontae Adams say, like, I ain't doing all the drills, the fancy footwork drills and stuff like that. I'm doing stuff that actually translates to the field. And now, then, having that skill set, when you think of a place where you want to be at, what what's that offense look like for you? Was it is it the quarterback that's that's getting you turned up that wants you to go there, or is it the offensive coordinator that's just got like, look, we just gonna throw it to you every time? Like, what is it that's gonna fit that smooth type of player that you are? Uh, it's definitely a little bit of both, really. You can't do nothing without a QB, honestly. And then the offensive coordinator, like, if he loves you, then that's a great sign right there. You his guy, he'll find ways to get you the ball. Has it been a connection that you've had in the recruiting process where you like, man, that guy, I can see, I can see that guy really working with me. That's my guy. Yeah, definitely with Notre Dame, all this top schools. Like Notre Dame has been on me from the, the like start of my freshman year. I've been talking to him. So our connection is like great. So yeah, like I'm really close with Tommy Reeves over there. But does that translate to the quarterbacks? Do you get a chance to holler at a Tyler Buckner or a Drew Pine? Or is it just more like when you see him up there, it's like, oh, what's up? You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, it, it definitely translated to QB. I was, I was uh, talking to Drew Pine. We hung out a couple of times. That's my guy. Like, we don't always talk about football. Like, he's my guy. And that's important. I feel like the quarterback and receiver connection is important. When I was going through recruiting, I was always talking to the guys coming in that were receivers because I'm like, look, when I go out there, you all I got. So we got to yep. be on the same page. Yep. You're <laughs> way to get paid. So yeah, make something happen. Once again, we're talking to Carnell Tate right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Carnell, just a few more moments before we let you go. We thank you for your time. You look over the landscape of college football. For a guy like you, everything that's happening with NIL, how does that play into your mindset? Do you talk to your family about it? And is it prevalent in your recruiting? Yeah, it's definitely prevalent. But me and my family, we're not going to worry about it too much because, like like we said, like, the money doesn't matter if you're not on the field. Like, that's where you make your money at, playing the game. Like, no company wants to see someone that's not on the field producing. They're gonna say like as you as you get more and more time on the field, then that's what like we'll start like talk, uh, picking up in it. But like, it that it's definitely like a deciding factor now in today's recruiting. Now, when you see and this is a, a preference question, but when you're looking at like the NFL and guys that you emulate your game after, are you more on the younger side of the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chase, or do you like some of the older receivers like the Mike Thomases and the Devontae Adams and Mike Evans type of players? Uh, I'm I'm definitely like more of the older guys. Like the young guys are balling, but I'm definitely like Devontae Adams and Mike Thomas. Those are my two top receivers right there. Okay. Okay. So you more older generation. You just like how they get the job done. You don't like too much of the flash and the celebrations. <laughs> I mean celebrations are different. You gotta have a celebration. You can't get up there in the end zone and look clueless now. <laughs> so have you have you ever thought about your first and if not, I know I'm going like steps ahead, but you know, just theoretically, have you thought about what your first celebration in the NFL would look like? Nah, nowadays everything evolves. So like, when they get there, I don't know. I might hit the greedy or I hit my, like a salsa dance. Like it, it evolves. So I don't know what's it, it will happen in the moment. Honestly, what's the best wide receiver celebration you've seen? As it, going back to like Ocho Cinco or some of the guys currently today, what's the best one you've seen? Well, I definitely say the phone, the the cell phone, 
And I, I think I like I like John Brown when his when he started when he started dancing like this. Oh yeah, John Brown, we do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. yeah all right, so before we let everybody go, all right, we always ask a few questions in a segment we call this or that, right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. It's only right that we do a Chicago edition with you right. before we let you go. All right? Yeah. Lil Dirk or Chief Keith? Ooh, no, Lil Dirk. All right. See, that's Purple. an older generation card. You know, you know, my age, we say yeah. Chief. Yeah, Chief Keith older. Like, when he, when he was still in Chicago, Chief Keith. Now right. Yeah. Not, not L.A. Chief Keith. Not L.A. Not LA Chief. Chief. <laughs> All right, Herbo or Polo G? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going Herbo. You gonna go Herbo? All right. It's the right choice. It's the right choice. Harold's or Uncle Remus? Harold. It's easy, right? Harold. I'm going Now, how do you hook it up? You get the mild sauce with the hot sauce? I'm going mild sauce. Straight lemon mild pebble, sauce? The extra lemon pepper mild sauce? Yes, sir. Let them know. Let them know. That's a Chicago special. Chicago <laughs> special. Portillo's or Al's beef? Portillo's. All right. Cubs or White Sox? I'm gonna go White Sox. All right, Giordano's or Luminati's? I'm a big fan of Giordano's. Oh, still to this day? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, because Luminati's is becoming really popular in Chicago, and I, I, me personally, I'm with you. I just don't get it. Like I'm yeah, still walking with the Giordano's. Giordano's. Now, so that means my next question was deep dish or thin crust in Chicago. I guess you're going deep dish, right? I ain't a big fan of deep dish, but I like thin crust. But okay. like you said, Giordano's Illuminati's, but me, I'm big on home run in Chicago. Facts. I like that. People don't know about the home run in. You're talking about yeah. the one on 30. Oh, yeah. 31st. Over West, 31st. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I will tell you this. Spots I got to visit. It's a <laughs> Most people don't know out in Orleans on 130, 41st, there's a, a Giordano's buffet mm -hmm. from 12 to 2. Most people don't know about that. Oh, yeah. So if you're watching this broadcast, I'm just letting you know, hit up that Giordano's buffet every day from 12 to 2. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, you see? That's what I'm saying. Now you know. Now you know. It's fine. <laughs> Last but not least, Donda, a certified lover boy. Certified lover boy. Woo! See, he's been in Florida too long, man. He I'm, I'm, a, Jersey, I'm a Jersey fan. You're a Jersey dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Have you been hearing the new music that, uh, you know, Game and uh, Ye have been in the studio? For like yeah. the last two weeks, they've been dropping snippets of music. Have you been checking it out? No, nah, I haven't really been checking it out. Like a lot of people walk around with like the unreleased, but I'm not a big fan of oh, I need the unreleased type music. Right. I'll just wait till it drop. But like if I hear like a snippet, yeah, I'll check it out. So give me your top three songs you're listening to right now. You're checking out that new gunner, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. What's the top uh, three songs? Right now, I'll say Gonna, I like Pushing P by Gunna. Top three? That's that's tough. I know an NBA Youngboy song in there somewhere. Yeah, I mess with NBA Youngboy. <laughs> but I can't go top three songs. I go like top artists. Okay, give me your top three artists you're rocking with right now. Or oh, give me the top three artists you're rocking with pregame. You trying to get fired up, ready, ready for a game. Give me the top three artists you want to. Well, you got to make it better. It's it's you got to get. A hundred yards, you try to get three or four touchdowns. What what's what who you listen to get you right for that? I'm going Drake, 
Young boy. I'll say future. See, that's like, a, that's like a smooth chaos. You know, you got your R&B <laughs> Drake, then you got your young boy hard, and then you got your future. I like that. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's the smooth operator. That's what he said. Carnell Tate, that's the way he described this game. He tapped into the Lucky Lefty podcast. Carnell, we appreciate you, man. Have a blessed offseason. Stay you. healthy. Rep the shy and come out and do your thing and wrap things up and go on to your collegiate career. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It's been uh, it's been great. Absolutely, man. For my boy Malik Zaire. Carnell Tate, I'm Sean Davis. As always, subscribe, share, like, hit that like button. Go to the YouTube channel. We thank LL Nation for tapping in. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on the Lucky Lefty Podcast.